Welcome back to the Company of One. This is episode number 182. I am Dale Callahan, your host. And today we're going to be diving into 11 steps to a better LinkedIn profile. So we've been talking about doing something kind of minorly important to you, raising your salary, right? So I just got out of uh, two classes in the last couple of days where I'm teaching people and the issue comes up of, do you want to make more money? So one of them are undergraduate students who mostly don't have jobs, a few of them do, and the other ones are professionals up to senior professionals that do have jobs and uh, are being paid very well. But the question of making more money always comes up. And uh, you know, I'm still waiting on people to tell me, I don't really care about money. You know, money's not important. Because it is important, uh, and it's not a matter of greed. It's a matter of being paid because that's what we're working for, right? That's why most of us work. Uh, we should enjoy our jobs, but money should be one of the great rewards for working. So where I spend a lot of my time and the people I'm coaching is helping them find work they love, number one, and helping them to get more money from their work. So to find work you love may be starting another company or starting your own company or finding uh, work and just working for somebody else. So in the coaching clients I've been working with in just this week, it's been uh, odd how often we lie to ourselves about uh, the fact that we like our jobs. So I was on a call just yesterday with a guy that he was really trying hard to convince himself that he was in the right job and anybody could see that this is a dead-end thing. No matter what he did, he didn't want to be there. And, uh, but he struggles. And what he finally confessed, it was fear. It was fear doing that. So uh, uh, another person I'm talking to, he's in Amsterdam. And he actually confessed to me straight out of the box that fear, because I asked him, I said, what's keeping you from doing what you want to do? And he said, fear, 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 fear is a giant giant thing. What we are talking about in this series between episode number 174 now to 182, so it's, it's a series that we're going to go on with a while, is talking about you operating as a company. Yes, you operating as a company. Companies are a beautiful thing. They're just awesome that they, if you take them apart and you watch what's happening, you know, they're providing a service to the world and they're getting paid for their service. Maybe they're providing products to the world and they're getting paid for them. And they get to enjoy the game. You know, they get to enjoy the game of what happens if I improve this product? What happens if I advertise this? What happens if I change my pricing over this? Uh, what happens if I deliver my product better or faster? And it becomes, it's fun to do to be inside of a company thinking about how can I tweak my things to make people like what I'm doing better, to make them want to pay me money. And by the way, that's what happens. Everybody you do business with, for the most part, you are glad to pay them money. You go to a fine restaurant or just a restaurant, right, That the, a place that you like, what they serve and you like about the, uh, what they're doing, you don't mind paying the bill. You don't mind paying your car mechanic to get your car working again. Uh, and many times you're happy to pay them, especially when something like a car breaks down. We don't mind paying for things. We actually would prefer paying for things 
rather than do things ourselves. So for those of you that are car mechanics, you know, maybe you know how to do a little bit on a car and you're sitting there thinking, I could fix it myself or I could get John's mechanic service to fix it. Even if you know what you're doing, a lot of times it's just, it's just better to get them to do it. The same is true with doing housework or the same is true for doing any kind of work. A lot of times we want somebody else to do it for us and we're happy to pay them. And that's what happens with us. When we provide a good service out there in the world, whatever we're doing, they're happy to pay us because the alternative is they have to do the work themselves. And who wants to do that, right? I, what I want to do is the things that I want to do, and I want to not do the things I don't want to do. That's what our economy is based upon. The fact that w you and I don't have to know everything. We don't have to be skilled in everything, and we can still have awesome stuff. We can still have a great car that runs great, a house that's painted and clean and taken care of, and food delivered to us, and we have all kinds of things that we pay for that we're happy to pay for, and people pay us for the things that we do that they're happy to pay us for. So that mindset puts you as a company. You are a company. And as a company, you get to enjoy all the privileges of any other company of experimenting. What can you do to serve your customer better? So we've been taking apart the company of one model that I just described to you and said that there's four different roles. There's operations, what you do to serve your customer. And there's marketing. How do you tell your customer how you can serve them or how you have served them? And that's what we're dealing with right now. We won't go over the other two right now, but let's just dive in again to the marketing. And so we call this your chief marketing officer. Because this is, and I'm spending a lot of time on this because this is a big deal. If you want to make more money, you need to do a job, a better job marketing yourself. Just like if you want to sell more products, I think about the MyPillow guy, for those of you that uh, see him on television commercials or advertisements in different places. He just constantly advertises, 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 and maybe to the point of being annoying, whatever, it's working for him. It's working for him. Uh, we see this in a lot of different companies. Are you advertising you? Right? Are you advertising you? My pillow, every other product known to man, Apple, Google, everybody else is out there. They're constantly reminding you what they've done for you and what they can do for you. They're constantly asking you for more money. Are you doing that? Because that's what it amounts to, is marketing yourself. So we've been talking about some things that you can do to market yourself. We talked about some 11 things that you can, or 17 things that you could do to market yourself better. We've talked about how that you can show your boss how much value you add to them in dollars and cents, how you can increase that. So today what we're talking about is kind of, uh, a, I mean, those are internal. Most of those are kind of internal things, to internal to your own company. You're already working. You already have a boss. You already have customers. So today we want to talk about external. How can you brand yourself externally? By the way, this happens and helps internally also. And by, by that I mean your boss pays attention. Your boss pays attention to this because... When other people are paying attention to you, your boss pays more attention to you. And you can actually add value to your company 
through using the outward focus of, of sharing who you are. So what this is about is about a tool called LinkedIn. I mean, there has never been a time that it's so easy to share a couple of things about yourself and to brand yourself externally. Uh, sometimes it's negative, right? Get on Facebook and you probably love half of the people you see in Facebook and you despise the other half. It's all marketing and branding, right? It's all, uh, maybe it's intentional. Maybe you think, well, there's just a bunch of idiots in the world, but whatever's happening, uh, the whole world is talking and you can see it. And you don't have to know them personally. You don't have to live next to them. You don't have to be a part of their community that you just begin to understand. LinkedIn, unlike a Facebook or an Instagram or anything else, is built for business. Facebook, I might talk about some things. LinkedIn is the place where I am branding me. You expect me to be branding me. And you are expected to be branding you. It's, it's a little bit of bragging about yourself, right? Uh, so that's what LinkedIn is. So let me give you, let me, I mean, I know a lot of people have a profile, but let me just break it down because a lot of people are really gun shy about social media and LinkedIn. They'll talk forever on, on Facebook and they won't put much on LinkedIn. LinkedIn was built to brand the premises of making connections. And the more connections you make, the better it works for you. So what I want to share with you is 11 steps to improve your LinkedIn profile. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, you need to get one. This is how people find you. I don't care what your job is. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you're a surgeon, a banker, a house cleaner, you mow grass. It doesn't matter. This is a tool that people use to find you. HR professionals, people that hunt people down, whether they're recruiters or headhunters or whatever, this is their number one tool. And many of them have told me their job search, them searching for you, starts on LinkedIn and ends on LinkedIn. It's just so easy for them. They don't have a, a lot of time and energy for something else. So think about, think about who you want to be finding you. Right? Think about that question just real quickly. Who do you want to find you on LinkedIn? <clears throat> and by that I mean people that might want to pay you money to do what you like and love to do. Maybe not, let's not even use the word like. What you love to do. Now if you don't know what that is, well there's some more homework in there for you. And hey, I'd love to help you. You, you can get on, I'm offering free coaching call. Uh, where you can get on here, send me, a, there's a, there'll be a link in the show notes at delcallahan.com 182. We'll get on a phone call. I'll try to help you get clarity of what it is you love to do. Sometimes it's that easy. Sometimes it's 30 minutes and boom, you're off and running. Some of us, we have a little harder time. But think about, if somebody's out there hunting for your skill set and somebody's got that dream job, and they're going to find you on LinkedIn, what are they looking for? That's the key, right? Put that in the back of your head. What are they looking for? So let's talk about how to do your LinkedIn profile so it's awesome, right? Because there's, there's a lot of really awesome ones out there and there's a lot of lousy stuff out there. 
And do they pay attention? Oh, absolutely, they pay attention. So I'm going to put these things in the order, and this is all in the show notes at delacallahan.com slash 182. I'm going to put these in the order, or it will be on Tuesday if you're listening to the Facebook feed. Uh, but in, in order, actually, we'll put these actually on the Facebook feed at delcallahan at facebook.com slash delcallahan, and we'll put that on here too uh, since there's a couple days between the two. Number one, a good headshot photo. This is a big deal. It sounds like it's not a big deal, but let me tell you what we see all the time. We see poorly lit photos. We see photos that's taken with you so far away because there's a cool background, but we really can't see you. Here's what's important to think about on Facebook, on a fo- I mean on LinkedIn on a Facebook, fa- on, with LinkedIn for a photo. If they were meeting you in a coffee shop and they don't know you, they should be able to walk in the coffee shop and see your face and say, that's the person I saw on LinkedIn. So your face should be well lit and easy to see, and it should be professional, right? So if you are work in a suit and tie, having a picture of you on the beach in a t-shirt is not what you want to do here. What you want to do is look professional. Now that could mean different things. If you are a professional mechanic, you might not need a suit and tie photo, but you need something appropriate that at least it looks neat. But the key thing is a professional photo of just you, not you standing next to somebody else, uh, of just you, uh, your face is well lit, where I can see your face so that if I walk in and meet you, I can see who you are. That's what they really want to know. I want to see who you are. What a lot of people do on these photos is they show something cool. They're out with their friends with a beer in their hands and a lot of messages that may be okay on Facebook. This is not the place for it. So we're looking for a professional. Now, do you have to go get a professional headshot and go to pay somebody $500 for this? No, you just need to look at what a good photo looks like. It can be with an iPhone. It's just because it's going to be a small photo but um, you just want to make it look where it's well lit. Okay, well lit, I can see your face. And just remember that. I walk into a restaurant or I walk into a coffee shop to meet you, I should be able to see you and from your photo tell who you are. The second thing is your name. Is uh, So these two may sound obvious. Your name needs to be there. This is no place for nicknames unless you're known professionally by your nickname. So just your name, simple, your headshot photo, uh, and I, that sounds really trivial, but both of those are just common mistakes that people have where they put crazy names, they put crazy uh, funny things up there for their name, and then they expect people to take them seriously. They don't. <laughs> they just don't. The third thing, and this is the one that starts to trip people up, is the professional headline. So if you're in front of a computer while you're watching this then or, or while you're listening to this, you can uh, pull up a LinkedIn, pull up a profile, and just you can pull up mine and just look at it or, or yours and look at it. The professional headline comes right under your name, and it's what you do. Now, what a lot of people think is they got to put their job title. So if, you're in, if your job title is uh, assistant to the president, and, they, and that's the official job title you have, then you feel like you have to put that down there. That's not true. There's no HR from your company coming to arrest you if you put the wrong thing. Uh, Now, obviously, if you represent yourself as president 
and you're not, you know, you might get some grief, but nobody really cares. Uh, so for instance, if you are a engineer and your company calls it, you know, engineer one, two, and three, or post engineer, and they have all these fancy engineer titles, just put engineer. Nobody knows what the heck those other things are except in your company. So they're, they're not meaningful to the rest of the world. So um, you need to put the title down that's talking to the rest of the world, not internal, not proper, not legalese, not all that kind of stuff. So the headline is not the same as your job title. Instead, make it information about what will draw your potential visitor into wanting to find out more about you. And this is really important. If you're looking for a different job and you don't want to be an engineer anymore, maybe you don't want to put engineer in the title, right? Maybe you want to think about what you really want to do. So when I see somebody like, uh, so there's a good friend of mine, he is a quality management specialist and has this various certifications. And in his LinkedIn uh, profile, professional headline, it has quality management slash certification A, uh, Six Sigma or whatever it is. And he has this all just listed down there. So it shows up. So it's really bold. It's really in your face. And because some people think those certifications are important, that's the first thing they see about him. The other thing that happens is when they search for Six Sigma certifications, he shows up. Because let's remember, that's how most of us are using LinkedIn. We're searching it. It's a search engine. If the keywords I'm searching for are not there in your profile, I don't find you. Remember I asked you at the very beginning, if somebody was searching for you, what would they be searching on? What would they type into Google? Or what would they type into LinkedIn to search for you, to find you, to hire you, to pay you money? That's what we want to focus on. So the professional headline, and by the way, you're not married to it. Once you can, you, you can change it, you can play with it, you can tweak it until you get the way you like it. And a good way, a good rule of thumb is to go out to, and, and search this on Google. Top LinkedIn profiles for engineer or whatever you want to do and just you'll find profiles that show up uh, in LinkedIn and they're not all going to be super stellar but they're going to be some of the top things that show up in LinkedIn for that particular title or that particular keyword and it's great to look at what other people are doing uh, because when you can search on Google and find them through LinkedIn that means their keywords are working for them and they should be working for you too. So if you search, for instance, on, let me use Six Sigma. That may not mean anything to you, but it's a certification. So if you use Six Sigma in your headline and you use it in other places and you've done it well and you've got enough connections and I search, I'm going to find you. If you don't use it or you maybe you use it just once or you barely mention it, then I'm not as likely to find you because there's going to be so many that come ahead of you. So the headshot your name and your professional photo are the three most critical things that you need to use on LinkedIn. Fourth is your location. And, and a lot of people like to be fancy and fool people with their locations. Let's face it, we find people by location. If I'm looking for a local person in some particular field, I'm searching locations. 
And I use LinkedIn sometimes when I'm going to a different city and I want to figure out who I need to network with why I am there, uh, while I am there. I will put in that location, search for people, and then find out people I want to connect with. So locations is really important, and especially because that's what the HR people usually search on. Now, the fifth one is what's called a customized profile URL. So, for instance, my LinkedIn profile is linkedin.com slash n, which is how it defaults on LinkedIn, slash n slash Del Callahan, spelled out as one word. So we'll put that over in the show notes also. If you don't do that, and once you get a certain number of followers, you can do that and give it a specific name, which that's real easy to share, right? That's the point. I'm gonna put it in my email tagline. I'm gonna put it in different places. It's easy to share. But it looks better than linkedin.com slash pub slash Dale Callahan slash 4B, KX, you know, you get some kind of weird code. So you want a customized URL. Uh, now, number seven, and the next two are important because they are very important for searchability. Uh, the next two are status updates. Look, LinkedIn is a tool for sharing information. It's like a Facebook for sharing, except Facebook's about sharing how hate, how much you hate people, how much you love people, how what you ate for breakfast, and whatever else is going on in your life, right? LinkedIn is the same kind of thing, but professionally. If you're an expert in a field, you should be talking about what's going on in that field. You should be sharing information and articles that's related to your field. Uh, you should be talking and giving opinions that's uh, related to your field, right? Because you're an expert. That's why I, I'm looking for you is because you share your expertise. You're not claiming that you know everything better than everybody else necessarily. You just have an opinion. You're in the conversation. So if you're a mechanic, it's you know you can be talking about what other mechanics talk about. You do it on forums, you'll do it on Facebook, but LinkedIn is where you get noticed for it. So if you find yourself over on Facebook or Instagram talking about professional stuff, then at least copy what you're posting over there and post it on LinkedIn. And, and on LinkedIn, you get to do things like tagging people like you do on Facebook, except now we're tagging professionals. So you would tag other people that are, that are peers of yours and other people that would care. Uh, maybe they're people like your boss. Maybe they're not. But it's also a great place when you do status updates to talk about what's going on in your company. This has a win-win a benefit. And the best kind of thing to share is taking a picture of people. So you're at a meeting and y'all are planning something new at your company and you take a picture of the group, you post the picture and say, hey, we're up here planning for a new product release. And you tag everybody in the picture. It's a win for everybody because it shows that you're part of the team discussing what's going on inside your company. Now, obviously, you're not sharing company secrets, but you're, you're, but you're sharing what's going on inside of the company. You are advertising for your company and you're connecting with the other people and they all feel included and now they want to comment or feel good or share just the same thing as we see on Facebook, right? They want to participate in that. And so friends of theirs will see it and comment. And so you'll get a lot of attention from just simple photos of real people doing something that's relevant. 
So that's a lot of what you're going to find on uh, LinkedIn. It doesn't mean you need to have photos with celebrities or anything, just your team doing what you do professionally. It helps brand you, it puts you in all kinds of conversations. It's simple, it's easy, and people actually care more about that than they do about some you know, spiffed up, highly uh, marketed thing where they've really cleaned up images and stuff like that. What, face, what, what we see on LinkedIn that means more is real stuff. Um, so we're not talking about marketing polish. So status updates. Now generally the rule, and I don't do this rule very well myself, but generally the rule is sharing something once a week. Sometimes people share once a day. It's not something they're gonna be on there on all day like on um, Facebook, but sharing stuff. Sharing what's going on, sharing what other people are doing, liking, connecting with other people. Look, unlike, and I know we use Facebook that way for connecting, LinkedIn is all about connecting. Except I'm not connecting with family members. I'm connecting with professionals. Let me change that. I'm connecting with money. That's why we're on. That's why we're on LinkedIn. So a complete number eight, a complete professional summary. Now, now that you got all the title and all that junk up there, what you've got is a big text field. I forget how big it is, but it's got a lot of room to type a lot of stuff where you can basically give a summary. It's not really a resume. You don't need that, but you get to type about whatever you want. Keywords, 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 keywords. Again, that stuff that people are looking for you about, the, the skill sets. If you know anything about Six Sigma or project management, the kind of things you do, talk about it. Use the industry keywords. Use, uh, use um, stories, whatever makes sense. But fill it up. You got so much space. Use it all. Don't just have a one-liner in there like, I do a good job, you know, which is, I mean, it sounds silly, but a lot of people put silly stuff like that that's absolutely meaningless. When you start putting things in there like honest, integrity, does a good job, uh, that's kind of stupid to put in there because if you're you're not those, you're not, you know, would you lie? Yeah. Um, So it's kind of meaning, it's meaningless fluff and it's also what everybody else says and it has no meaning concrete information about what you do, how you've impacted people, uh, how you've impacted people on your job is what you need in there. But keywords, keywords. Number nine, connections. Okay, this is where um, every time you meet somebody, you connect with them. So you're off at, uh, you go to somebody else's office or you're on a Zoom call to these days. You're on a Zoom call with somebody else with another company. The minute you get off, or maybe even before you get on, you get on LinkedIn and you connect with them. Everybody. If you've met them, if you know them, you connect with them. Now some people get into connecting with people they haven't met. That's okay too. That used to be frowned on. <clears throat> but a lot of people do that now. On a daily basis, I get people who will just connect with me because they found me and there's something about you know, my profile that they want to connect with. Uh, I used to turn those down, but I, I'm over it. Uh, so, But you want to make connections with everybody you have ever worked with, everybody you work with now, everybody you go to church with, you know, I mean, anybody you know, friends, family members, because even if they're not necessarily relevant to your industry, because connections is what matters. On LinkedIn, when you get on there, you see a little, if you, if you search 
for something or you see somebody's name, you have a one, two, or three beside them. A one means they're a direct connection to you, means you and them connected on LinkedIn. A two means you connected with me and I connected with them, so you're, you're two people away or two connections away. So you use me to get to them. A three means you're three or more connections away. Uh, and of course, we've seen that in the rule of six, I think it is that you're usually not that many connections away from anybody, whether it's the President of the United States, Oprah Winfrey, whoever it is, whoever you're trying to get to. But that's the magic of LinkedIn. The more connections you have, even if they're not relevant, even though your friend of yours is in a totally different industry and have nothing to do with you, his or her connections might have something to do with you. So connect with everybody. Don't hesitate away from that. Um, and just connect uh, because this is very important. And it means your LinkedIn becomes more powerful. What you want to do as fast as possible is get up to 500 connections. So if you ever search on a profile and it says this person has 132 connections, I immediately read that as they don't really use LinkedIn much. As a matter of fact, if, I don't, if you don't have a photo, if you don't have a tie, uh, some headline and you only have 100 or something connections, you don't use this much. Now, maybe you're a person that's a hermit and you never get let out of the basement, uh, and that's fine. But generally, if you are in the world of work, you're going to hit 500 connections relatively quickly. I mean, maybe it's not a year or two, but you're going to be growing it all the time. But once it hits 500, it, doesn't, it just shows 500 plus. Now, people can get in there and try to figure out how many you really have. That doesn't really matter. But when I see somebody with their photo, they have a good photo, they just have some good information in there, it means I feel like I can contact them on LinkedIn and they're really using that. HR people, pay attention to that. Because they're not going to waste their time trying to hunt down somebody who uh, probably isn't even going to respond because they're not really paying attention to what's going on. Right, so they're uh, and they're not even doing a good job promoting themselves. So that connections is key. Connect with everybody. I have my connection information in there. Connect with me. So because what happens is it brings you closer to everybody. And then when you start searching anybody I know, suddenly is somebody you can know, right? And now it's e much easier to get to everybody. And there's more reasons for that, but I won't get into that right now. <clears throat> Number ten contact information. This one drives me batty. You have the ability in LinkedIn to connect with other people. You can go in there and send messages and those kind of things. And some people do that every day. I don't. If you send me a message on LinkedIn, I'm going to respond to you. It just may be a week. Because I get messages in LinkedIn. I get messages in, uh, I'm sorry, I get messages in LinkedIn and email and various other things just like you do. And I don't normally pay a heavy attention to the ones that are on LinkedIn, at least immediately. But if you send me an email, which most people would be like this, then I'm going to see it. And so what you can do in LinkedIn is put your contact information. And a lot of people shy away from putting their email and their phone number. Now, some women tell me that they're not putting their phone number in there. Okay, I get it. I get that. Because let's just face it, there's creepiness everywhere. Uh, but your email, uh, ways to get in touch with you outside of LinkedIn. Because if I want to talk, talk to somebody, I'm more likely to go over to the contact information, click on your email, and email you. And I might say, hey, I found you on LinkedIn, and we're connected on LinkedIn. Got a question for you. 
or we're looking for some people, you know, let's do this. That's how it usually works. Usually when I get connected with somebody, so if you look at my profile now, uh, I'm associate dean at the School of Engineering, at least that's what it said before. <clears throat> I actually might change that, but so I'm reasonably frequently contacted by recruiting firms looking for deans of schools. They email me. They never go into LinkedIn, and, or they'll call me because uh, my phone number's on there too. But they're never, never going to send a message to LinkedIn because they're paid a lot of money to find people and they don't, they're not wasting their time. So they're going to send an email. And probably that's what the recruiters are going to do. If I'm trying to hunt you down, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, is I'm going to send you an email. Not because I have anything against messaging in LinkedIn, but just most people don't respond to LinkedIn messages very quickly. So <clears throat> number 11. Number 11, last not least, join and participate in groups. Again, Facebook does a great job of this. You'll find more activity in groups in Facebook than you will in all the Facebook feeds. You know, you're watching your Facebook feed, but you go into a group about, you know, gardening or horses or whatever you're into and you're in the Facebook groups. The same thing for LinkedIn. Now they have all the things, all those same kind of personal groups too, gardening and things like that. That's fine to be part of. Uh, matter of fact, we kind of like people to have a personality. But your professional groups certainly be part of them and certainly participate in them and certainly pay attention to messages because those people that are in groups that are doing things that you love doing, that's where the money's flowing. They're the people paying you, they're the people hiring you, they're the people you might pay. Remember, every opportunity in life comes to you through people, not through some magic company name or anything else. It's people where all opportunity comes from. So this is just another way to connect with people. So just like on Facebook, the Facebook feed becomes garbage and insanity and political and annoying. The Facebook groups are more meaningful. The LinkedIn groups are more meaningful. That's Maybe that's just my opinion, but that, I do know that's where all the activity takes place. So these 11 things for, for LinkedIn. If you don't have this, if you have a LinkedIn profile, go do a tune-up. Uh, this is And this is not a one-time thing. We're constantly tuning up our LinkedIn profile. I mean, the, the need for a resume is pretty much diminished. The need for a LinkedIn profile is certainly there. You can take everything on your resume and stick it on LinkedIn, and trust me, that's what people care about anyway much more than that crazy sheet of paper that they never read. All right, so this is, uh, I, again, I want to, I hope this helps, but I want to offer out, if you want to look at it, if you want to think through this, if you want to think through, I don't even know where I want to be. What do I put on LinkedIn? Uh, I'm offering free calls, and I'm going, this has been fun doing this, because I've talked to people all over the world now uh, through this free call service, and uh and, and you know what, the problems, I don't care what country they're in or what state they're in, the problems are all the same. We're all, we're all the same. Most of us don't really know what we want to do. It's funny, crazy, but the same everywhere. Or maybe some of you have a clue, but you really can't figure out how to go do it. So offering that, that will be in the show notes at dalecallahan.com. 
182. And yes, we will put that on the Facebook feed. Also, I think that's already on the Facebook feed and so, uh, or the Facebook group, and uh, we'll have that. So that's good for this week. Thanks so, so much for your time. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, if I, I can help in any way, let me know. Talk to you next week.